Excuse me, but are you loving this podcast? If you are, you can support the show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. All you have to do is hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We would like to start off our show by acknowledging the Yugambeh people the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded. We would like to pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Excuse me, I have something to say. This is the podcast where we have real and open conversations with everyday people, professionals and public figures who all have something to say. I'm your host, Sean Philip Mailer, and you can join me every fortnight as we dig a little bit deeper into our shared human experience. You can join in on our conversations by heading over to the show's official pages and sending me a DM. You can share with me your own experiences, opinions, and feedback on the show over on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at excuse me underscore pod. You can find us on Facebook if you search Excuse Me, I Have Something to Say or through our official website, excuse me, I have something to say.com. And don't forget that you can rate and leave a review of the show, which is going to help our conversations reach a wider audience. And remember to share, like and subscribe so that you never have to miss a show. Well, hello, you lovely lot. Welcome back to the show and a big thank you for tuning in this week. It is episode two of season three and we've got a great show in store for you guys today. If anyone is listening to the show for the first time, I'd like to say a big hello and welcome and a huge thank you for taking a chance on our little show and choosing to share some of your day with us. To our awesome returning listeners, sup? Thank you for coming back. This week on the show, I'm excited to welcome back a returning guest and a very good friend of mine, Amy Lucivero. You guys will remember Amy from season one's episode on nutrition and season two's witchy Halloween special. This time, though, Amy is here to talk about something that's incredibly important to her and which should really be important to all of us. Today, we're talking about self-care. Hi, Amy. Welcome back to the show. Hey. How are you? Thanks for me again. I feel like a celebrity on episode three. <laughs> I know. I love it. You're the, you are officially the first guest to feature on all three seasons of Excuse Me. So I'm thinking I might have to start putting your name in the opening credits with mine. What do you reckon? <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we are going to talk a little bit about self-care, self-care, sorry. I'm going to start us off with a 
definition, which I, it, it occurred to me, I've never actually looked up, I guess, official definition of self-care. So I was like, where do I start yeah. on this? Because I could tell you a million and one things that I do for self-care. But <clears throat> self-care has been defined as a multi-dimensional, multifaceted process of purposeful engagement in strategies that promote healthy functioning and enhance well-being. Essentially, the term describes a conscious act that a person takes in order to promote their own physical, mental, and emotional health. The key word in that is conscious, right? You can do a million actions a day autonomously. And I think when you make a conscious decision to do something to enhance your personal well-being, that's that's what self-care is all about. When do you think self-care became that moment of, I don't know what I'm trying to say, it, it became less of a selfish thing and more of mm-hmm. a mental health and mental well-being thing? Because I remember like when I was little, people would take time for themselves and I didn't really consider mm-hmm. it to be self-care but it was almost like self-care was riddled with this guilt like you shouldn't be doing it you should be doing something else you should be you know doing anything else other than Mm -hmm. looking after yourself essentially I think I mean it's always been there and I do think that especially at the beginning of our lifetime anyway with that um, generation above us I don't think it's really become present in today's society until maybe the last 10 years or so when it's really been a focus and something that people are now aware of. I think especially with COVID in the last two years as well, it's really come to the forefront of everyone's mind because you really do need to look after yourself. No one else is out there looking after you. You have to do it yourself. Like I think about our parents and like they do things, but I don't know if they do it specifically for self-care. Such as? What's an example? I mean, like my parents go away on holidays and things like that, but it's more... I don't know if they do it with the intention of relaxation and rejuvenation, all of those things. It's like, oh, we can, so we will. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas sometimes you should make that decision and be like, okay, I want this particular type of holiday because it's going to serve my mental state right now. I mean, for me, when you you talk about self-care, I think of like workplaces introducing mental health days, a lot more conversations Mm -hmm. that happen now around mental health. I guess I put that towards self-care. And I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think like, um, let, let's say right now, as we have this conversation, my glass of wine comes into frame and a glass of wine after a long day at work, sitting down to do something I enjoy, which is podcasting. Is that mm-hmm. self-care? I mean, I guess it could be. Does it make you feel happy? Yes. Most of the time. Usually if <laughs> I've had too much, I don't feel happy the next day. <laughs> I think that's the key and it it comes back to that conscious versus autonomous actions you know if you like for me a cup of tea it can take two minutes to make a cup of tea but if you actually sit and let the tea steep and you know do the whole process and make it into an act of self-care where you're being mindful of what you're doing and the reason behind it that's what makes it different to an autonomous behavior so in my I feel bad calling it research because it wasn't really much research but in my preparation (laughs) for the conversation I was it was highlighted to me that there are different types of self-care so Mm -hmm. there's physical social mental spiritual emotional and they're the top or I mean they're the five that that were highlighted to me but obviously there must be others one of the Mm -hmm. things on on one of the websites I was looking at was 
questions to ask yourself in relation to each of those different types of self-care. So for example, physical self-care, you know, the questions that you can ask yourself, are are you getting adequate sleep? Is your diet Mm -hmm. fueling your body well? Are you taking charge Mm -hmm. of your health? Are you getting enough exercise? So if we were to put that into a snapshot of self-care, I'm pretty much going to say no to all of those things. I'm not getting enough adequate sleep. My diet is not fueling my body well because at the minute, I guess, let's just say I'm eating my feelings and I'm having a lot of feelings. Um, (laughs) Am I taking charge of my health? No. And am I getting enough exercise? Definitely not. But then I guess guess it kind of comes down to, am I aware of those things that I'm not doing them? And I am. But to be honest, Mm -hmm. other than, I guess, sleep and fueling your body with the right diet, the other two, like getting exercise, to me, I understand the importance behind it. I understand the self-care behind it. But for me, exercise is a chore. I'm not one of those people Mm -hmm. that like does it. I know they say it releases endorphins, but I'm sure that's a lie. For me, I think I always consider my self-care more mental emotional and spiritual the other point that they made on here was social and I found that really interesting to look at the questions that they ask because it says are you getting enough face-to-face time with your friends and what are you doing to nurture your relationships with your friends and family and for me just talking for me most of my really close friends all live overseas and I don't get face-to-face time with them and I think you know I don't even talk to them as much as I probably should or at least used to and I think Mm -hmm. going through these past two years of pandemic all I I guess I've never felt the urge to go home more to England and be with my friends like my chosen family and the family I have over there as well that pull has never been as strong as it is now and I think mm-hmm. that's a real, I guess, I was going to say draw card. That's not the word I'm looking for, but a direct link to having all these lockdowns, having everything that's happened with the pandemic, mm-hmm. feeling so far away that I think it's really highlighted that in terms of social self-care, I'm not doing very well at all, which makes me happy mm-hmm. that you and I are going to go for a face-to-face drink tomorrow. So that is sure. right. <laughs> I want to backtrack back to the physical health point as well. Mm. And something I've learned in my years of life, because as a kid, most people are active, right? Like we're always running around and doing something crazy. And then you graduate high school and you start working and all of a sudden your free time diminishes <laughs> a lot. And I mean, my background in physical health, I've only really been going to the gym for the last five or six years, maybe four years consistently and very sporadically before that. But before the gym, my my passion was dancing. I did ballroom and Latin dancing for about 10, 12 years. And I came and to me that you. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that that's like a hidden exercise, right? So like if you mm. find something that you genuinely love and that you're passionate about, physical health or like exercise comes easier. But when do we give ourselves the time to try new things to go <laughs> to find a new passion? That's exactly so right. It's important that we um, exercise doesn't just have to be at the gym. It can be elsewhere. I think, and I know you love hiking, so I've seen you exercise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I do do it. I just don't seek out, the, mm-hmm. I guess, the gym kind of exercise. Incidental mm-hmm. exercise is my favorite kind. Like, Definitely. So Isn't let, it for everyone? <laughs> yes. Like, let's go for... 
nice little walk in nature and have a picnic somewhere mm-hmm. but you know we'll have to climb some rocks or you know whatever to get to the the spot we're going that's to it. yeah that's that's exercise I'm on board with but for me like going mm-hmm. to the gym and I've tried it I've done it mm-hmm. it's a chore I don't like feeling hot and sweaty and gross. That's the thing. And like the thing that got me into gym consistently was doing classes. I found a class that I thoroughly enjoyed and I can't imagine my week without it. Now it's like I do it every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. and it just sets me up for the weekend. Like it's hard to get out of bed on your day off and get up and go do it. But if it makes you feel good afterwards, that's what counts, right? (laughs) I guess that's it. You got to live in that that feeling of I was going to say euphoria, but let's say endorphins that come after mm-hmm. the, a good workout. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned doing classes and that was sort of mm-hmm. got you back into going to the gym regularly. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I know so many people who always recommend classes to me. They like join a gym, mm-hmm. go to a class, go to a spin class, do something like that. Mm-hmm. And you'll get into that momentum and they all credit it for getting them back in the gym so maybe maybe that's what I should do Mm -hmm. there's like it comes down to decision fatigue and lack of guidance as well like if you walk into a gym and you don't have a really clear plan of what you're going to do it's going to be really overwhelming really quickly whereas if you rock up to a class all you have to do is get there and then someone else tells you what to do for the rest of the time and it kind of takes out the hard work (laughs) the hard mental work (laughs) I'm in I'm in because you know the hard mental work being taken out is is a great thing because Definitely. mental self-care is also one of the topics that we mentioned. So, you know, questions yeah. to ask yourself around mental health care. Are you making enough time mm-hmm. for activities that mentally stimulate you? Are you doing proactive things to help you stay mentally healthy? Mm-hmm. Um, again, I feel like I neglect my self-care. And it's funny because I'm the first one to tell everybody to go and look after themselves and take a moment and take a day or, you know, have a mental health day, do what you need to do to make you feel good. And then I realize I don't. Yeah. I think that's going to be a very common theme for most people as well. I think that we, we forget to ask ourselves the same questions, even when it comes to like basic or basic things that some people do like goal setting or career goals or all of those types of things. Like we're always trying to push somebody else into doing the right thing, but we never really give ourselves the push to go do it. (laughs) Very true. Um, Yeah. I think it comes back to that conscious decision, you know, put yourself first, ask yourself the questions, answer the questions. Sometimes it's hard to do that, but you have to. So (laughs) what does self-care look like for you? Like what does, how does, how does Amy unwind and get back to get back to feeling like Amy? Um, this is a great example of not practicing what you preach. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I am someone who really, really struggles to take downtime guilt-free. If I'm sitting down and not doing something, I feel terribly guilty because there are things that I could be doing. So self-care for me is actually allocating time because if I like set a date and time with myself, type A personality here. (laughs) But if I set a date and a time and I'm like between this hour and this hour, I'm going to turn off my phone, not be on TikTok, not be on Instagram and actually just relax and, you know, enjoy nature or go for a walk with headphones on listening to a podcast or music that makes me happy light a candle, have a cup of tea. Those types of things are really self-care-ish to me, but it really does have to be a a mental decision and dedication to do it because I struggle. (laughs) I understand that. Yeah, I think self-care looks different to everybody and it really depends on what you need at the time. I know that for some people it would just be, you know, like a five minute meditation or something because that's all they have time for. So 
I think it's just important to ask yourself what you need at the moment or what you need this week or this month to make yourself feel top priority. I think it's also important, like particularly like you and I, we're married, not to each other, uh, to our beautiful husbands, <laughs> mm-hmm. but we're married and there's a million, billion, trillion people out there who are in relationships or in situations where you're not necessarily given time to yourself. And I think we need to be able to be confident and comfortable enough to be able to say mm-hmm. to to those around us, whoever it might be, if it's your significant other, if it's your parents, if mm-hmm. it's a roommate, if it's your friends, whatever, that, you know, hey, I'm going to need this space or I'm going to need this time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just need to look after myself for a minute. And I think it's, you would know that it's been quite a tough past, let's say nine months in my household. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, allowed myself to go okay this is what I need I need this time for me because mm-hmm. you know my husband's been going through a lot of things and mm-hmm. I guess I live in that also kind of like that guilt level where I'm like what he's going through is so much more than what I have to complain about so it's you know I don't feel right saying okay I'm gonna need a day to myself and yeah. in turn from that I've really this past year or so I've really neglected myself and looking out for myself um at the same time you know don't get me wrong I don't it's not that bad like I've been a a incredibly supportive husband and I feel like I've ticked some boxes there like I've done a good job and you know he to me he comes first he always will yeah but then at the same time I still have to be able to put myself first there was a quote I read a couple of days ago and I thought about putting it into the show somewhere now I can't remember the quote because you know that's I didn't write it down but it was something along the lines of the most important relationship that you will ever have in your life is the relationship that you have with yourself and 100 mm-hmm. yeah it's like one of those sort of you can't love anybody else until you love yourself kind of quotes but the way it was worded was very articulate and and concise and it really made me go you know what that's absolutely right like you know relationships come and go people come and go the one certainty that we all have in this life is that we're all you know none of us are getting out alive so if you can't love yourself and and treat yourself with kindness and the respect and everything else that you think everybody else deserves then Mm -hmm. what are you really doing 100 percent. and I was just having that same conversation with a really close friend of mine the other week he was going through a really hard time And as he was explaining the situation to me, I was like, that quote is so true. Like, it's such a Pinterest-y quote, (laughs) but it is like, if you don't give yourself the the care and love and support that you need as an individual, it's not up to anyone else to provide that for you. And if you're not getting it from yourself, you can't really give it to anyone else wholeheartedly. You, You do have to look after yourself first, because if you're tired and run down, what type of care are you providing to others? Exactly. And, you know, in... The past probably, let's say, probably since the end of January. It was, it was really actually since I started getting season three of the podcast up and, and running. I've been able to turn to Benny and say, okay, I'm doing this now. Mm-hmm. And to which I don't know what I was thinking he was going to do before. Like, is he going to be some <laughs> sort of ogre? No. But to my surprise, <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, that's what you need. I'm like, why didn't I, <laughs> why didn't I communicate this sooner? What's my problem? I'm in a very similar situation as you as well. My husband's been going through a hell of a last three years. They've lost a family member and a family pet, and he's been separated from his family due to COVID. And it's taken such a huge toll on him. And 
it's funny that like you bring this up as well, because like, to me, my way of providing care to him is always being with him. I'm like, what do you need? Like, what can I do for you? And he's like, I actually just need space. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, fine. Like I'll, um, I'll go do my own thing. But like, yeah, it's just funny. Cause we all need different things at different times. So <laughs> you kind of need to be aware of what you need and give it to yourself. Now mm-hmm. you made mention earlier when you and I were before the show, you made mention of really pinpointing the difference between self-care and something else. Let's, let's yeah, take a look at that. Self-maintenance. Yeah, yeah. So in my research, <laughs> which was mainly online and through YouTube throughout the, through the people that I've been following for a long time as well, who usually do self-care videos, there's a lot of things that fall under self-care that are truly self-maintenance. And I think that we need to separate self-maintenance from self-care. And again, this could be on a spectrum. It could look different for everybody. But I think self-maintenance are like those bare minimum things that we need to do to survive as a human being. So eating and drinking, for example, like anyone could eat McDonald's and drink Coke, but is it really nourishing your body? So I think like that's a great example between the difference of one's a necessity and then one's a conscious decision of doing something good for yourself. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Well, let me just say, as I'm getting older, I require more self-maintenance like the <laughs> the roots have to be dyed like every couple of weeks now it's crazy don't get old people don't get old so but no I, I get what you're saying like I think it comes back down to what you were saying at the start of the show at the top of the show was that you know it's about making a particular choice or a decision so yeah sure you could eat the junk food but is that going to serve you physically mentally or spiritually all of those things that the points that we mentioned earlier on if you're going to go and get a big greasy burger from the local burger chain how is that going to impact and support your self-care like and this is something that I don't often talk about but years and years and years ago when I was 18 and I just came out there was a lot of pressure and issues and you know a lot of my own mental stuff and Mm -hmm. for a very brief moment in time I went down the binge and purge section of the uh, eating disorder spectrum in which I felt I was losing weight and I was told you know how great I looked and I felt like I guess I was living for that praise and on a a couple very toxic (laughs) But the problem is with that, just on a side note, is that the people who were saying these things, it wasn't coming from a toxic place. It was me taking it in and going, how can I get more of this? But yeah, I totally can relate to that sort of thing. Like, sure, a celery stick might not make you feel as good as a greasy burger does straight away. But the regret against the purge, it's just not, it's not healthy in any which way, shape or form. I guess that's the thing as well. Like every day is different. And again, it comes down to that like spectrum of what it looks like to each individual person, because everything that we need at the time is going to be different from everyone around us. But I think it's about being in tune with yourself. And if you have had a crazy day and it's been completely out of your control, what can you do when you get home to kind of like give yourself some downtime and unwind from the crazy day that you've had? Sometimes it's as easy as jumping in the shower. Sometimes it takes more than that, but it changes from day to day. And it's funny you mentioned that story because three and a half years ago when me and my husband decided to go plant-based, 
I wasn't expecting him to say yes to that um, journey. <laughs> I was expecting him to say hell no. Um, but I told him, I was like, I don't ever want you to feel guilty about eating anything. Like if you feel like you want something because it's going to make you happy, please go for it. Like I'm, I'm not here to be a strict teacher telling you yes or no, you can't eat that. I want you to do what's going to make you happy. And he's been so good and so supportive. And it, it's like his parents are just here now from Canada. And she was like, let me cook for you. And I was like, no, no, like, I really love cooking. Like, let me show you. And she's like, you're going to teach me. And I'm like, yes, like, I'm so excited to share this with you because they've like, they've seen how well we're doing and they don't want to, um, they don't want to interrupt, but they want to take it on and take it home with them, which is really So cute. they <laughs> don't eat a plant-based diet at the moment or they do? No, dad does kind of, but I mean, we've all grown up Italian, like everything revolves around processed meat and cheese. So it's, it's a big shift. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. They ha- they've gone out for dinner with my parents tonight. So I haven't actually been able to cook for them yet, but it's something I'm really looking forward to sharing with them. I think it's going to be really exciting. And that in itself is an act of, I, I want to say it's an act of self-care because, mm-hmm. you know, you're taking time for your in-laws and with your in-laws and at the same time, you're doing something you love. You're imparting wisdom. You're sharing that. It's you know opportunity for growth on all for all parties. To me, that sounds like it falls in the spectrum of self care. I think so too. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So, Amy, you mentioned earlier that about self, well, obviously the topic is self-care, but you mentioned about self-maintenance. Is there anything else you've got in your uh, little bag of tricks? I would love to give you my version of the definitions between the two and how they differ. So for self-care, I've got providing needs. So if you think about caring for somebody else, what type of things would you do for them and what type of questions would you ask them to find out what type of care that they were requiring? And then I've got self-maintenance down as the preserving your current condition, which I think is an interesting one. comes back to those bare basics again. Like what do you do on a daily basis that keep you how you are now but not necessarily improving that's an interesting way to look at it I like mm-hmm. that preserving uh, the way you are now and then self-love self-love this is, is what I'm on board with oh it's something I don't think any of us do enough and I was discussing these topics with my husband a couple of days ago in preparation for tonight and I was like when was the last time you told yourself you loved yourself and oh like, that oh, kind of self-love done that. yeah not not the other kind of self-love <laughs> I mean, like, when was the last time that many of us have, like, looked in a mirror and been like, okay, I actually look all right today, you know, (laughs) and, like, congratulated yourself for doing something hard or something you really didn't want to do, but you did it and it turned out okay. Like, do we ever take the time to, to celebrate those small wins with ourselves? 
like I guess I have more not self-hatred that's too dark so I'm too more self-critical than Mm -hmm. I am as opposed to self-love and saying you know what you've actually you've done good Mm -hmm. kid like um yeah friend of mine and a friend of the show Rochelle Rochelle Lindquist she Mm -hmm. I always refer to her as my biggest cheerleader because and maybe this is an act of self-care for myself I don't know but if I'm feeling crappy about something or you know she's she's a good friend she's very intuitive but if I'm down or whatever she's always the very first person even you know no offense to the husband even before Benny she's always the first person to go hang on and she does it for him as well where she's like this is what you've done this is what you've Mm -hmm. been through or this is what you've achieved or she's really good at highlighting everybody's successes and really praising that and playing to that and Mm -hmm. making you feel really really good about yourself but then you know when the call is over you forget yeah like we're so self-critical so Mm -hmm. sad it's so important having those people in your lives too like unfortunately with my work um, we've had a lot of staff change over in the time that I've been there. And some of the people that have left were truly the biggest cheerleaders I've ever had in my life. And it's nice knowing that they've left and I still have that person. It's just unfortunate that I don't get that little cheer every day because yeah. I really miss it. But it, it. It's so important to have those people that you can go to when you've got something going on and they're always going to build you up. Sometimes like if I, if it's been a really rough time of it or I'm getting really, you know, snappy and, you know, the husband can identify that mm, Sean probably needs something right now. He, mm-hmm. he's, re- he's really good at if he can't provide it or he thinks he can't provide it, or maybe he's just that in tune with me that he just knows things in- intuitively. But he's like, you need to go see your mum mm-hmm. because she's such a positive energy in the world and yeah. she can make sense of any situation for you. And she's, she's like, Michelle, she's a big, you know, she's everybody's cheerleader. They, you know, he can, he can tell when I need some mum time and he'll be like, yeah. go see your mum. And I think that's, that's really important to, and as you say, you have those people and those connections. And for me, a lot of those people and connections I have, I left behind years ago when I moved here and I've never been able to, not that I would replace them, but I've never been able to, I guess, meet, people that I've connected with on that level in the sense Mm -hmm. that you know they were the people I met when I was going through the biggest change of my life when I was coming out and coming to terms with who I was and then these people were supporters and a lot of them were in the same boat and we became each other's family and and that you know that kind of formative years I've never had that here so to Mm -hmm. have my mum here is is really helpful when I'm needing some you know some positivity and light Mm-hmm. and guidance yeah I think guidance is something that especially over the last two years I think a lot of people have been lacking and it, it's so anxiety inducing mm-hmm. <laughs> this whole two years has been anxiety inducing and then now we have the Ukraine mm-hmm. and Russia and what will eventuate with it's that like <laughs> ugh, petrol it's mm-hmm. just one thing after another and it's so stressful Definitely. it's mm-hmm. so stressful and we all forget to take a minute and with everything going up in price too that sort of you know one of my big self-care things would you well you can tell me if this is self-care or self-maintenance is you know every now and again when I'm feeling crappy and I'm feeling down and I'm feeling you know pretty tough on myself I'll go to a fancy salon and get my hair did they give you a little massage mm-hmm. they give you a coffee or a glass mm-hmm. of wine 
and it's relaxing and I leave feeling really positive. You know, I actually had notes written down about this because I am a really strong believer and advocate for living within your means. So like not everyone can afford to go get their hair done, right? But the people that can, if you can afford to go and do that for yourself, and it doesn't have to be all the time, if it's like once every three to six months, totally self-care, you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's a it's a cross between maintenance and care for me because like you can totally wash and dye your hair at home, but the experience at the salon is a million times better. Unless <laughs> unless you have washed and dyed your hair at home and you're going for a color, then it's less it's less fun when you have That's to explain true. that you've used a box Actually, bag. recently <laughs> I had the same hairdresser for about 13 years maybe even longer than that. And recently she stopped doing hair. So I had to find a new hairdresser. And oh my gosh, I was so anxious because I was like, I've always colored my hair at home. (laughs) They're going to be so angry at me. And they have been the most accommodating people. And actually, no, I follow them on Instagram. I found out that for people with severe social anxiety, they actually have private rooms that they can put people in for your whole hair treatment. And I was like, oh, people. So salons are totally (laughs) self-care. Going to the salon is expensive and oh, some so people expensive. can afford that every month. But, you know, like we're living off one income at the moment. I have to save for my salon trips, but, you know, like when you go, it's like really exciting and like pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes it nicer too. Like it makes it more special. Back to the different sections of self-care, I guess. There's a an author who wrote a book called Best Self. He's a life coach. His name's Mike Bayer. Bayer. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Um, But when it comes to self-care, he has seven different areas and what, how I've implemented them into my life is at the end of each month, I kind of do a check-in on myself and I rate these seven areas on a scale of one to 10. Hmm. And then I know what my focus is for the next month. I'm intrigued. Can I share that? Yes. (laughs) So he calls the system his spheres and it is an acronym. So social, personal, health, employment, relationships, education, and spiritual. So we've already talked about some. Something I want to talk about with you from this list that I think both of us have been through because we've worked together in the past is employment. Uh, Yes. What about about employment? So self-care and employment, what do you think? Because just because you're in a job, right, doesn't mean you're necessarily happy in the job. Sometimes you have Mm -hmm. to hold the job because you need income. But what have you noticed since our past employment experience that you've done that has made yourself feel better about going to work? Because that place wasn't terrible, let's just say that's fine. I've noticed now that like something I didn't realize was important to me that has come up since being at my new place of employment is being able to express my personality and not only being able to express my personality, but being celebrated for it. And I think that that was something that was really taken away then that I didn't realize had such a big impact on me until I had it in my life. Yeah, look, I think one of the biggest freedoms that happened for me, and I don't want to be that guy that talks about his hair again, but... (laughs) my entire life yeah Mm -hmm. my entire life I'd wanted long hair never sort of been ballsy enough to do it because I think society the the pressure I felt from society to as a boy you have short hair and but even as a gay man I was like oh that's going to just be too feminine and I'll be judged for it um in a different Mm -hmm. way um and then when yeah when we were working together I wanted to grow it out several times and there were strict very strict grooming Mm -hmm. guidelines in later on, I found out that a guideline is a guideline and it doesn't have to be as rigid <laughs> as certain people made it. But mm-hmm. yeah, for me, that was, the, that was the first thing. As soon as I left that job, I started to, to grow my hair out and actually started to really feel more like my true self. 
And I don't know mm-hmm. if that was also just a part of, you know, getting a little bit older and getting a little bit wiser and learning from some experiences that mm-hmm. obviously had to happen through that position and that time of my life. But mm-hmm. I certainly now feel more like me than I've ever felt. And yeah. when I do reflect and look back at the time in that job, the pe- I think the people make the place. And mm-hmm. when we were there for the majority of the time, it was incredible people and everybody had a great time and everybody had a great connection or for the most mm-hmm. part. And mm-hmm. it really, I think that sort of makes you stay in a position, mm-hmm. even if there are repressive aspects of something, you kind of can, yeah, you almost push it down and overlook it because, you know, it's such a nice place and everybody here is so lovely and friendly and we've got great friends from that place. We and, really do. You know, and that lifelong. Place, yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, many of them have been on the show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, I think for me leaving, it was really about learning to, I guess, just accept and be able to be myself. So when, you know, for a little bit of context, when I left, you know, for a little bit of context, go listen to the very first episode of the podcast, because that clears it all (laughs) up. But when I left, I was going through a really, really rough mental health stage of my life. And, you know, it was, it was dark and it was bad and it was repressive and it was intentionally or not, it was fueled. Those negative feelings were fueled by that position I held within that company. Mm -hmm. And I still, to this day, I still love that company. I think they're great. Mm -hmm. It was just an internal thing. And after leaving that position and learning to sort of, I guess, embrace myself, love myself a little bit more and, Mm -hmm you know, allow myself the freedom to say, because I guess, you know what, I will say the first big act of self-care I did was allowing myself to leave that job Mm -hmm. because at the time I was very much known for my position in that job. And I'd had a whole career planned out in my head with that one company. And I was quite Mm -hmm. willing to never leave. And through everything that happened, I had to turn to myself and go, This is not a safe place for you anymore mentally. This is not a healthy Mm -hmm. place for you anymore mentally. And Mm -hmm. in order to be able to keep going, and I know that sounds drastic, but, you know, in my head, that's how it was. In order for you to be able to keep going, you need to leave this behind. And Mm -hmm. that was my first real, I guess, obviously many before that, but that was my first real act of real self-care self-maintenance and probably self-love all rolled into one where I've gone it has to change and I'm the only Mm -hmm. one that can change it for me that's right Mm -hmm. oh we got deep we did (laughs) didn't need to sip of wine and again nothing wrong with that that place of work I was completely happy to work there I was there for over seven years but yeah leaving and then when you rediscover who you are as a person it's so empowering and you're like I probably could have done this sooner but I didn't know how or I wasn't able to or you know these things pop up afterwards and you don't really realize at the time that you needed this for self-care or self-love yeah I'm a big believer in the fact that we discover things when they needed to be discovered and mm-hmm. you know I'm the half full kind of guy who's like everything happens for a reason and always look on the bright side and all those all those triggering things that we say to ourselves yeah. and each other <laughs> I very much try to live in that positive mindset and I think seven years with that company that's amazing mm-hmm. on any anything and yes you should congratulate yourself for everything that you did for them and with them in the, your, your tenure that you were there. But don't look back and go, I should have left earlier. 
because in my no, mindset definitely. is everything happened the way that it was supposed to happen. You learned the lessons that yeah. you were supposed to learn while you were there and you moved definitely. on when you were ready to move on, when you had the strength to, or the courage to, or just that you were just sheer, so pissed off with it that that, that fueled it, like whatever <laughs> happened happened and it happens for a reason mm-hmm. that's I do believe that mm-hmm. agreed I think mental health in the workplace and self being able to show show yourself self-care in the workplace comes in all different shapes and forms and it is incredibly important because we spend so much of our time at work we see our work families more than we see our own families a lot of the time and so it has to be a place where you're comfortable and you can be free to be yourself and you mm-hmm. can you know, let your freak flag fly a little bit and you need to be able to talk to your boss or whomever and say, hey, I'm going to need a day this week. Mm -hmm. And if that company can't understand that or can't offer you that or even offer some sort of compromise, maybe there's a staffing issue or something, who knows. But Mm -hmm. if you're working with a company who don't recognize that, then that opens up a bigger Pandora's box of, Mm -hmm. you know, ridiculous questions that the company might need to ask itself because especially is too yeah like mm-hmm. nowadays you'll see in adverts for jobs that they're like you get your birthday off as a free paid day off and you know there's mm-hmm. all these sort of draw cards that I think people have realized people are going to do anyway people are going to mm-hmm. take a day off people if you're having a tough time or you need a mental health day you're going to take it regardless so companies yeah. I think are, on some level have had to come on board and sort of promote that and it also shows from an outside perspective that they're doing everything that they can to you mm-hmm. know look after their people and they have to That's do right. that now because we're we're a population the majority of us I'm sure there are a few out there who you know are like take a spoonful of cement and harden up or whatever but we're a generation of people who are not as willing to sacrifice ourselves for mm-hmm. a thankless job that's it. You know, we, we're learning as a, as a populace, the human race is learning to put themselves first. Mm-hmm. And it's actually so not selfish to turn around not to somebody and say, I need this. Mm-hmm. And if they can't come on board and they can't accept it, you know, that's when you have to learn to go, okay, well, you know what, this is not a me problem. Mm-hmm. It's like if you were in a relationship and you said to your partner, I need this. And they deny you that they're like, no, we're doing this instead, or we're doing this, or they don't understand, Mm -hmm. or they're not willing to understand that's a toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. So would you be in a toxic relationship with yourself? I mean, I know, (laughs) but we can be, because it comes back to that image, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's such this entire topic of self-care is so interesting because even like just the, the the conversation itself, knowing that you and I were going to have it, I really thought we were going to go down a, you know, let's talk about meditation and green tea and, you know, all of these nice multifaceted fun little things that we can do to really look after our inner being yet. Like we've talked, obviously no, we touched on lot, it. It's a lot deeper than that. And, you know, those things are important. And as we said before, self-care and, self-maintenance looks completely different for everybody so it's pretty hard to say what specific thing would make everybody feel better (laughs) you know what I mean yeah it's yeah you're absolutely right it's a you know something different for everyone and I will say this I feel like getting into I like having the deeper conversations I like having sometimes I like having the awkward conversations or the uncomfortable conversations and Mm -hmm. I really think that this has been 
on the spectrum of self-care for me, mm-hmm. just, you know, venting, talking, reminiscing, having that, right. that FaceTime. And I know we're not physically with each other, but we can see each other, which helps. But <laughs> having that FaceTime with somebody you care about and that you can connect with and really like it, it's, you know, sometimes all you need is a good friend and a glass of wine or a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> And I think like when you asked me to do this podcast with you and I put my hand up for this specific episode, I I really wanted it to be more thought provoking. And if we can encourage one person to to ask themselves a question today of what do they need? I feel like we've done our job. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Let's let's wrap into the final thoughts of the the conversation. Amy, what are you going to do this weekend which will fulfill your self-care self-maintenance and self-love oh okay Okay, so I again a type personality over here um (laughs) in my planner so I've been doing the bullet journal method for about seven years I think now which is a whole other topic but basically at the end of every week I do like a personal check-in with my highlights what I could have done better and what my focus is for the week coming up so that's kind of like my self-care-ish because it's like an internal reflection again of like what I need to do for the week after. Self-maintenance, I am going to, hmm. mm. self-maintenance is a hard one for me because I kind of do everything <laughs> and I don't really class it as self-care. So like Saturdays are like my big hair washing day and I'll do a face mask and all of those types of nice That is so self-care. So <laughs> that's what I'll be doing on Saturday. <laughs> And self-love, I guess, my sister is up from Melbourne this weekend. So we're going to be having a huge family dinner with my in-laws included. So I think that's going to be my self-love because I'm going to be surrounding myself with my family and that's my happy place. I love this. (laughs) What about you? Nothing. I'm going to do nothing. Uh... Nothing. (laughs) The episode's wasted. (laughs) I know, right? I learned nothing from this. You're fired. No, you're not co-host anymore. Um... (laughs) No, I think for me, self-care this weekend, my weekend starts tomorrow night. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go from there. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to see you tomorrow night and face to face. We're going to have some cocktails. <laughs> we're going to have chat. That's going to be definitely part of my self-care. It's actually Benny's friend or our friend, Jody. It's her 40th birthday this weekend. So happy birthday, Jody. We will be going out to the Husk Distillery in northern New South Wales for a tour of the gin distillery. And as a good English boy, I'm sure I'll drink some gin, which self-care. And then we're actually going to karaoke. So that's also self-care for me. Self-maintenance for me. I'm going to spend some time on myself. I think I'm going to be a bit like you and do probably Sunday for me. I'll do a face mask and wash my hair and set myself up mentally for another week at work. And in terms of self-love, I'm actually going to, you know what, my self-love, I'm going to look back at the week and I'm going to tell myself the things I did well. I'm going to take a a leaf out of your book and maybe be a little bit more reflective and, you know, congratulate myself for moving stock around today and reorganizing things. And yeah, that's it. You'll start Monday and you'll be like, I'm a new man. (laughs) Yeah. And then Tuesday will come and I'll be like, who was that guy? (laughs) We should do that again next week. (laughs) 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 yeah 
I love it. Amy, thank you so much for spending the time with me tonight and uh, coming on the show once again. I know the listeners love you, so thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been a great conversation. So excited to do this. Here. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the edit's going to be like. How much will I cut out? How brave am I going to be? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Uh, love your guts, and I'll see you tomorrow night. Yes, I'm so excited. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> well, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Once again, I'd like to say a big thank you to the always insightful and always lovely Amy Lucivero for coming on and sharing her thoughts and experiences with all of us. I'd love to know how you all practice self-care and self-love. How do you look after yourselves physically and mentally when times are tough and what practices really work for you? So get in touch through the show's socials and let me know. Just search excuse me underscore pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok and slide yourselves right into my DMs. If you've enjoyed this episode and enjoy practicing intentional self-care techniques, then I would highly recommend that you go and check out our season two episode on mindfulness and the Enneagram with the engaging and inspiring Rachel Hayek. As always, links are in the show notes for you guys. But that's all from me for now. So stay safe look after each other and I'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.